Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Harmonious World. I'm Hilary Robertson and this week I'll be talking to guitarist and band leader Alexi Glick. Together with his band Snack Cat, Alexi has recorded two great songs that are all about 2020 and what's been going on. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello and welcome to Harmonious World. Thank you so much for joining me, Alexi. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Brilliant. Let's jump straight in because I love these two tracks that I've been sent. And um, which order do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about Breaking Point first? Because I think you wrote that one first, didn't you? Yeah, I guess sort of a uh, Breaking Point is probably a good jumping off platform because uh, I feel like that sort that song sort of encompasses sort of 2020 as a whole. And then Fight or Flight has a maybe a little bit more of a hopeful message about, you know, like uh, how we kind of get through these kind of crazy times. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess Breaking Point was, uh, you know, it's funny. I actually started to write it before the pandemic hit, actually, just because, well, especially here in, you know, in the U.S., you know, things weren't amazing before that. No. You know? Uh, so, you know, you could just kind of feel just so much just tension in the air. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's obviously just, you know, especially under, you know, my personal views are that under the current administration, there's just a lot of injustices. I mean, before that, too, of course. And, you know, this was kind of just a reaction to just, you know, sort of injustices that, you know, I, I thought were going on. And then I actually finished the song. Uh, actually, right after, you know, the George Floyd killing happened. And uh, yeah, that was really And the song actually before that, you know, it had a few different iterations, but I realized that just I was kind of refining it. And I just realized that was such a kind of a current issue right now that, you know, just really kind of needed addressing that, you know, I just thought, you know, I, if I'm writing a song about, you know, the injustices, you know, in the world right now, that it would be, you know, I probably should include that. Right. And I think it's interesting that you say that because I think somehow it would be easy to think that it was March the 16th. On March the 16th, suddenly everything changed. But actually there was stuff building up to it. And I can remember seeing, you know, interviews with with Trump when he was talking about the China virus and, and, you know, it's never going to come anywhere near us and we're going to shut our borders and we'll be fine. And you know, his attitude was, you know, it was the China virus. It's something that's in China and we don't have to worry about it and we're not going to let it bother us. And, you know, we could, I'm sure we could spend an awfully long time talking about Trump and, and where he is now. But, but I think nevertheless, it's, it's interesting that you were saying that the world wasn't perfect before no, we went into lockdown. Yeah. And you could just kind of feel the anger and just all this, all these different issues just kind of boiling to a breaking point. And then I feel like the pandemic was just kind of like, you know, the match that was needed to just ignite the whole thing. You know, it's like, uh, and it brought a lot of these issues obviously to the surface. I'm definitely hopeful. I feel like, you know, things are slowly moving in the right direction. You know, what's that? There's that, you know, MLK quote, you know, the arc of the, you know, uh, the, you know, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, you know, and I yeah. guess that's kind of something that I, you know, was also thinking about kind of when write, when writing this song and, you know, I actually included sort of a reference to it, but, you know, so I'm hopeful that things are getting better. And I think we are 
you know, there are a lot of issues that maybe needed to be brought to the surface before, you know, we can kind of heal. But yeah, it's definitely, this has definitely been some year. Yes. And it does feel, I think, as if we are together more than we are apart. And, and I think that that seems to come through in both of these songs, this idea yeah. that we need to be together in, in whatever it is that we are fighting. And I think the injustice of the world it does feel like there is some hope. Absolutely. And that's meant to come across in Breaking Point where, you know, also Fight or Flight is more of a song that's, you know, has more of just, you know, hopeful message, you know, you know, through the entire thing. But yeah, I mean, Breaking Point is definitely supposed to also convey a message of, you know, this can get better, you know, and we should make it better. Uh, And it's funny you say the thing about, you know, you know, we, we all need to kind of come together and, you know, just that, you, you know, the sort of maybe a sense of community is conveyed through these songs. And, you know, because that's also just as far as just Snack Cat as a band, you know, we're, we're a band that I think we have a very sort of inclusive vibe. We all come from different parts of the world. You know, at our shows, we really always like to get kind of the crowd involved and stuff. And we have a, you know, really kind of tight knit community that I feel like feels like they're sort of a part of the project, even if they're, you know, just fans or you know friends you know that are you know kind of part of the band and also feature a lot of guests and stuff so it also just has kind of a you know very inclusive vibe and you know so I guess that's maybe our you know just kind of looking through our eyes maybe you know one way that we can all get through this is just really you know coming together and you know having a strong sense of community. Yeah now you've brought up the band let's talk about the band so how did how did everyone all come together? So, yeah, it's interesting you say that. So me, Nathan, and Jeff, we've known each other for a while. Jeff is the bass player, Nathan is the drummer, yeah. and we were kind of founding members of the band. So I went to school with Nathan at the Peabody Conservatory about nine years ago, a long time ago, actually. Uh, yeah, we just, you know, always kind of kept in touch and, you know, played a bunch, you know. Basically, all these musicians I've met, you know, through kind of the New York City music, you know, scene, but... Uh, in the case of Jeff, you know, I met him really closely after, you know, I graduated from school and we became very close friends very fast. And I remember we were just playing a gig together, just like a jazz gig where, you know, we were just talking about how we really wanted to start a soul band. And it was kind of a joke at first, but then we were like, we should actually do this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I still remember we were actually, we were at, we were at playing at this youth hostel and we went to the cafe and we're talking about it while waiting for a really disgusting sandwich. That youth hostel is awesome, by the way. I actually do a lot of shows there. But the uh, <laughs> this cafe is at least some things to be desired. But uh, yeah, and that's where we kind of, you know, uh, the idea of Snack Cat, you know, was formed. Uh, and then kind of just, we just sort of picked up sort of so many. It's the one thing that we're all such close friends in the band. You know, it's it's, I feel like it's a place where everyone really feels very you know we all need to we're all professional musicians so we always need to play all these different kinds of gigs in new york and most of them we enjoy you know but you do need to work with some difficult personalities from time to time and <laughs> i feel like a place where people really can just kind of have fun you know because it's we're all such close friends that's brilliant and why snack cat oh that's a good question so in my like uh sort of early days of sort of like playing, you know, music in New York, uh, I somehow it was, people started just to, actually it was this trumpet player, Benny Benack, this great jazz trumpet player. 
he started to call me the snack man because I would always just say, let's go get some snacks. I would always just be talking about snacks. And then all the gigs I had, these jazz gigs would have good food. I don't know why. but <laughs> And then so he, he would just start posting anytime, you know, he would like play a gig with me um, playing with the snack man tonight. And then it caught on. And then everyone just would refer to me as the snack man for about a year or two. So then when we... uh decided to start snack cat jeff was like we should call it snack something so we looked at a bunch of different animal names um there's actually like a facebook page called snack rat somewhere that has like two likes you know (laughs) that you know because we were thinking that it was almost snack rat but then we thought cat would just just fit better you know i guess we also all sort of come from this jazz background which also kind of yeah was intentional but also makes sense (laughs) yeah exactly absolutely okay so we've talked a bit about breaking point and so now talk about fight or flight. Yeah. So fight or flight. Uh, this is actually perhaps my favorite, my personal favorite snack hat track to date. Uh, you know, I feel like it's a song that people either really, really like a lot or they're just like, this is weird. I don't understand what's going on, you know, because it, I mean, it's a very unique sound. It has a lot of really complicated harmony going on, you know, meaning yeah. like the chord structure is pretty sophisticated, uh, and it works in an R&B context, and to my ears, I love it, you know, but I feel like people either really react really strongly and, po- you know, we've gotten some really great reviews on it, and then, you know, maybe some people just don't under, just, you know, are like, this is not what I'm used to listening to, you know, uh, but, which is good, I guess, I guess I would rather it that way than people, everyone just, you know, sort of being like, oh, this is cool, you know, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, as I guess is just with art, but yeah, it's, it's a song that I wrote kind of this song before the pandemic wasn't even a seed, you know, it, it, I wrote it completely just during these three months of isolation in New York, where I basically, you know, remember when things got really, really bad and, yeah, you know, uh, I basically just couldn't go outside for three months. And I just, I don't know. I just started like going into this sort of composing frenzy where I just, it was sort of my outlet, how I kept sane. And uh, I wrote a lot of really bad songs, but this one happened to be very good. Yeah. You know? So, but this one, the idea of it was kind of just the choices that you make throughout your life and, you know, kind of where, you know, that takes you. And, you know, just the overall message of the song is kind of how, like, the perseverance of hard work really does pay off. And, you know, there are going to be tough times, but if you push through them, you know, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I love the line. So hit it hard and make it shake. Yeah, yeah, right. I love that line. (laughs) Yeah. I still remember when I wrote that line, actually. It's funny you say that because that was like one of the last lines to be written in the song. I didn't know what to put there. And I remember I had a lot of different little things written down. And then I just, for some reason, that line came to me and it just made so much sense. It's like, you know, if you're going to do it, do it, you know? absolutely yeah and and i think that's a the whole point of this song isn't it it's either you know either do it or don't but don't get stuck in the in the middle in the humdrum and yeah i remember there's this it actually kind of reminds even though this isn't what i was thinking when i was writing this but there's this you know uh, you know there are these you know great sort of new york jazz guitar players and one of them is a sing you know bucky pizzarelli and his son john pizzarelli uh and i know there's a story about bucky where John was like wondering, John tells a story where he was wondering if he was going to be a guitar player or not, or, you know, and his dad was a guitar player. And he's like, 
you want to be a guitar player? He's like, yeah. And he's like, so be an effing guitar player, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, and it kind of makes sense. And that's sort of what that line, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah the song is a very hopeful message, but it's also like, you know, you got to kind of, you know, if you want to do what you want to do, you know, you got to kind of, you know, put your head down and, and do it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so you actually got COVID in the middle of all this. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was not fun. And, you know, I didn't even know that I had it right away. I, I remember I just like was, I was drinking some coffee and I was like, damn it, this machine is broken. So I threw out my coffee machine and then I got a new coffee machine and it tasted just as bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great story. That's an expensive way to take to test yeah, exactly. you got COVID. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, such is life. But the new coffee maker is a little bit better now. At least I have the sense not to throw out that next one. So, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, for me, it never got super bad. But there, I did have a lot of lingering symptoms. Like, you know, I felt like my chest would act up literally i mean it's still not 100 percent, honestly even now like you know my from where it was before you know also just certain foods just taste completely different and soaps smell like you know uh like sweet peaches it's super weird wow um, apparently like 11 percent of people that get covid there's like senses are actually slightly altered and i don't know if that's going to you know, last forever or come back. I mean, in my case, it, it could be worse because there's a worse smell. There are definitely worse smells than like sweet peaches. Yeah, I still would rather, you know, have my, you know, s- complete sense of smell back. Yeah, and I think it's going to take quite a long time before the the implications of all of this really, really hit. You know, I think it, uh, it's going to be this time next year before we're going oh yeah okay so it means this and and this is what that means and this is how it spread from one one place to another and you know all the rest of it I, I think it's going to take a long time yeah 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 no I think so too it's just seems like there are just so many unknown factors like uh I mean it's funny I remember like you know also when I first had COVID, like I, I was also, you know, I mean, that was kind of like when I actually realized, and then I got the antibody tests and it turned out, yeah, that I had had COVID. And, uh, but, you know, even before that, I had been feeling a little bit sick. And I remember going to see a couple doctors, you know, back in like late February and both of them saying like, oh, there's no way this is COVID, you know, and right. it could have been, I don't know. I mean, I hope it wasn't, but, you know, cause I was also on tour that, you know, during that time too. So I hope, you know, but it's just, it's like, what were we doing? Were we all just infecting each other? Like, I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe you were the super spreader. No, I really hope not. I would feel really <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Actually, I did have some friends though. Remember that hearing about that? Did you hear about that super spreader event in uh, New Rochelle where it was like the patient oh, zero? Yes. I did have, a, it was, a, it was, yeah, it was, I think it was a, like a big Jewish wedding. And like, I had a few friends that play in this like, you know, Hasidic like Jewish wedding band. And uh, so they played that event and all got COVID. But really? I had a few friends that lived, yeah, I was like... Because it was crazy, wasn't it? I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, completely. You know, it was yeah. like, it was like, I mean, truth is it was probably here in many places before that, but that was the first like identified like, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Oh so um, when was the last, what was the last gig you did? Oh man, 
let me think about this. So I played an outside in September. I played like an outside socially distanced concert series. Uh, I played probably about four or five gigs this fall that I felt were safe. Although one of them actually wound up being a little bit less safe than I had hoped, but that's a whole, whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just don't really feel comfortable like gathering a lot of people yet. No. Unless I know that there's just such precautions taken that, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I've been thinking about this. It's a weird thing because I do see some of my friends really like trying to play a lot, you know, and I'm not saying that's even the wrong thing to do, but it's just, for me, I just personally don't feel comfortable doing that yet. You know, no, I've actually uh, I'm going to a gig on the 15th of December, yeah. but it's uh, a trio jazz trio with uh, so piano, bass and drums in a quite a big venue in London. And they're obviously obviously the band are going to be socially distanced yeah. and we are, you know, the audience. Uh, I'm going to drive there so I don't have to go on the train. You know, I'm going to take every precaution possible. Oh, no, no, absolutely. That's great. You know, I, I mean, the, but the, I guess, you know, you have to, I mean, I guess like, I mean, it's funny. It's like, there's a whole sort of like mental health sort of uh, proponent to this too. Like we actually had a, a one of our, uh, it's really great jazz pianists actually uh, wound up actually like taking his own life. Uh, you know about a, a month ago and you know it was like he was a pretty good friend of a lot of people in the bands and you know great guy like unbelievable pianist he actually played uh him and my friend actually played i don't know if it's the same venue but at ronnie scott's like oh uh, right yeah yeah you know like um you know uh i think like right before the pandemic but uh, uh yeah but it's just that kind of you know it's like i've always been like super careful but i feel like there also is this part where it's like you know you also do need some you know you know semblance of a social life and some meaning i don't know it's it's difficult yeah. to balance you know yeah and i think it's interesting isn't it because there's that balance there's also obviously the economic balance yeah. there's all of these things that you try and balance i think the mental health issue is huge because while we're only seeing people and while our, our our only contact with people is through a screen although it's great there's something fake about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely helped a lot and I'm thankful for zoom, but with that being said, you know, there's nothing like actual human contact. I mean, it's the same reason, you know, like, you know, I mean, live streams were like such a big thing for like the first month or two. And then I feel like people were like, okay, this is not the same, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm talking about like, you know, live shows, you know, like, you know, when people were playing, you know, like, you know, obviously, in you know this context, like you know, for a, a podcast, it's you know, I feel like it's just as good to do it like you know this. Yeah. Although, but with that being said, for actual like when you know live shows and things like that, or just like talking to a bunch of friends, you know, it's it's it yeah, it's not, it doesn't fulfill that same sort of social need or you know. No, it really doesn't. But there we go. Um, okay, so um, have you made any sort of plans for the future, or are you just kind of waiting to see? what happens musically with you know yeah yeah i mean all these uh we've released three singles on 2020 in 2020 uh you know fight or flight breaking point and then back in february we released young love and uh all those are going to be going on a full length album uh that initially the plan was to get it out you know a little sooner but the thing is when you have like your really first full length album we've had an ep out before but you know this would be our first full length album uh 
you know, and it'll be on our label rope dope as well. And, um, you know, you really got to do like a, you know, like a national tour. There's really yeah. kind of no way around that, you know, if you really want to promote the thing and, you know, obviously we wouldn't be able to do that. So we're kind of, you know, going to keep releasing singles until it's clear that it is safe to really do some touring, you know, right. at which point, you know, we're hoping that, you know, if all goes well and, you know, looks like we have some promising results with the vaccine and, you know, by this summer we're able to play again, then I would expect the album to come out, you know, sometime in like early fall, you know, uh, 2021. But with that being said, you know, things could always change. I mean, we need to, you know, the thing is like, we can't also decide, Oh, we're going to release the album now. You know, we need to give it at least, you know, like four or five months, you know, for, you know, the label to be ready and for promo and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, I'm sure, you know, you know, hopefully like, you know, uh will by this spring we'll really have a good idea if that can be done or not yeah good okay well i look forward to that and then when it gets huge and you have to come over and tour the uk i look forward to seeing you oh man yeah you know what's funny i i have never been to the uk which is crazy i've been to so many different parts of europe and i don't know why wow yeah it's i mean everyone else in the band has you know but for some reason me personally i've just never been to, and I have so many good friends, you know, friends there too. Uh, but yeah, that would be absolutely lovely. And maybe we could, you know, do one of these in person or. You yeah. Know, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to turning up at a sound check, you know, hearing that. I love, especially jazz and, and, and sort of funk and soul bands when they're sound checking because it's always absolute chaos and you think, how is this ever going to come together? And then it does. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, all the horns are warming up on their own, you know. Yeah, playing, exactly. You know, the piano player is playing something in a different key. The drum player yeah. is just, you know, hitting a drum really hard, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then and then I'll be able to do my podcast sort of live and it'll just be so much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate that. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, good. And uh, I'll obviously make sure you get the link and you can share it. And you know. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, definitely. Hillary, thank yeah. you so much. That's all right. Nice yeah. to meet you, Alexi. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Okay, bye. Right. Bye. Well, there we are. That was Alexi and uh, some of his stuff from Snack Cat, who I'm really looking forward to seeing. I hope they come over to the UK very soon. So thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World. Please do share anything that you enjoy. Let me know if there's something that you're not enjoying. Please give us a review. I love, (laughs) I listen to a lot of podcasts and it makes me laugh at the end. There's this whole thing about, well, studio manager was this person and the editor was this and the associate editor was this. And this is just me. So thank you. I really appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed this and I've got some great people lined up for the end of the year and the start of 2021. So please join me for the next episode of Harmonious World. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. 
obviously there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.